Hello and welcome to Self Work. This is a special edition of YGTG, or You Get the Gist, and I'm Dr. Margaret. We're going to talk for a few minutes about saying goodbye. When I knew back in 1992 that my husband and I were going to leave Dallas and move to Arkansas, I distinctly remember a conversation I had with my therapist at the time. I was wondering how I would say goodbye to all of these friends and family that were so important to me. It seemed overwhelming. Yes, Fayetteville was only six hours away from Dallas, but I knew pragmatically that most people wouldn't be able to make that trip often. They had children, careers. Three or four of those hours were really straight and quite boring, with a major thrill being a stop in Atoka, Oklahoma for Dairy Queen, or you could stop at the Happy Days Diner in McAllister, where they fix food straight out of decades past. But after all, Dallas had Whataburger and Coldstone Creamery, so I didn't think food was going to be the answer. Just the number of goodbyes seemed undoable. Everyone from my hairdresser, Joseph, to my friends from graduate school, Amy and LaVon, to my stand-in grandmother, Ed, who I had literally sat with for hours as we chatted often about life. When we left Alice, she was 98. She lived to be 104, but I hated to leave her. I remember so well what Larry, now that seems like an odd name for a therapist, but that was his name. He said to me, wait and see how people say goodbye. Some will want to spend as much time with you as possible. Others will pick a fight. Others you'll exchange very meaningful gifts with or time. Others will start distancing right away. And then notice your own tendency. How do you say goodbye? I was 38 at the time. By then, all my grandparents had died. Aunts and uncles as well. A high school friend died by suicide. And I'd been divorced two times. Neither time had the split been amicable, and I grieved over not just the marriage ending, but the fact that there was an emotional closure of any kind. I'd had first cousins and college friends die as well, and one of my jingle singer friends, Paula, who'd been a backup singer for Reba McIntyre, she'd been killed in a plane crash with many members of the band. I remember standing stunned as I heard the news over some store's background music channel. My childhood best friend at the time had lost both her younger brother and sister, who of course I'd known since they were young, and my own mother was lost in many ways, never being the same after she courageously got herself off prescription drugs. So grief after some kind of death was something I knew how to do. The closer someone was to my age that died, however, the grief was different. There was some survivor guilt, why they'd lost their lives and not me. So there are many types of grief. There's grief when someone dies because the relationship was so incredibly special to you, and grief because the relationship would never be what it might have been. Grief that an old conflict was never resolved. Grief that self-destructiveness was a part of their death. Grief that you never said what you wanted to say, and now the opportunity is gone. Grief over what was, and grief over what was not. So the saying goodbye can be hard for a lot of different reasons. So, at this point in my life, what was saying goodbye going to be like to these friends? Well, Larry was right. I watched as one friend picked a fight with me over something I was quite unaware of, and as I tried to mend things from my perspective, of course, she wouldn't allow it, and she left me before I ever left town. Thankfully, I remembered what Larry had said. Saying goodbye was too hard for her, so she had to distance herself. Others kind of drifted away, like, well, if she's going to be gone anyway, I'll put my energy elsewhere. I got it. I bet I've done it myself. What did I do? 
For each very special friend, I picked out a poem and framed it or found something for them. I gave gifts. We tearfully hugged. Sometimes there was the, I'll see you soon, with both of us realizing at our core that that probably wasn't going to happen. When I went back, there were so many people to see. I couldn't see everybody. And then, as time went on, everyone changed as well. They married, had other children, moved. It was life. Now, with social media, I've caught up with many of them. And that was awesome. But, at the same time, one of my friends, who's now my best friend, gave me and herself matching lockets. And when my son was born, I put the first lock of his hair in it. (laughs) And I treasure it to this day. Sometimes we laugh that if we'd lived closer, perhaps our friendship wouldn't run quite so deep. (laughs) But I think it would. Sometimes you just gel with someone. Why am I talking about this? Because Larry's words really helped me not personalize whatever way someone had of saying goodbye. They were doing the best they could. And sometimes that's to distance or to become angry or to drift away slowly. That's just the way it is. Not taking these things personally was and is a tremendous gift. And the emotional closure part, by the way, I found out that with work, you can do that for yourself. You can get the closure within yourself. You can say goodbye if you give up longing for what you're not in control of. All of this made it far easier to leave and, of course, to make wonderful new friends in my own new hometown. So, how do you say goodbye? Thank you so much for being here. Take very good care. I'm Dr. Margaret, and this has been YGTG and Self-Work.